All right, what is up and welcome back to the Build A Better You podcast. I'm your host, Austin Chan. And in today's episode, I go over how you should be setting your fitness goals. And just as a preface, no, this is not going to be anything like cheesy setting, you know, smart goals with these specific measurable, actionable, I think, I don't even remember the rest of the acronym. But yeah, nothing cheesy like that. But this is rather going to be even more like more so fitness related on specifically setting you know, performance-based goals versus body composition goals. And I find that by and large, uh, most people aren't going to set these two type of either one of these goals or, you know, a combination of both, especially when we are talking about fitness. Most people want to change their body composition or change their overall performance for health or fitness purposes. And before we get into this episode, I just want to say that I am taking on new online coaching clients for the rest of January. I am closing it off um to social media on the 17th but the by the time this podcast episode comes out it's gonna be after the 17th so just for you podcast peeps who have been listening to me or who are willing to listen to me rant on about random things for hours just want to say thank you so much for listening and i will keep it open for the rest of the month for you all so be sure to hit the link in the show notes to apply if you need extra help Build a muscle, losing fat, or just improving your overall relationship with food, or just need some sort of help with your health and fitness. Um, and especially if you do want to do things efficiently and effectively, I am your guy. That's my approach. Like, I don't like to waste time, I don't like doing um, things inefficiently. So, yeah, with that said, just hit the link in the show notes to apply, and I look forward to talking to you soon. But otherwise, let's get into the topic of this episode. Um, so, basically, We'll start off with talking about what are the differences between performance and body composition goals. So the main differences that we should be talking about is that, so first off, what are performance-based goals? Performance-based goals are going to be things like, you know, based on achieving a certain level of performance. Uh, Surprise, right? So these are going to be things like, you know, I want to be able to lift an X amount of pounds uh, with this specific lift in the gym. I want to be able to run a mile in X time. I want to be able to keep up with my kids when we are playing catch or we're playing sports or we're just like running around or doing whatever stuff. It's things that you want to base on, uh, set your performance to and you want to improve your overall performance, whether that's everyday life or whether that's for a specific sport or whether that's just for your own, you know, fulfillment and overall goals. And on the... I don't want to say opposite end of the spectrum, but just on the other side, we have body composition. So these are going to be things like I want to get down to a certain body fat percentage, or I want to be this certain weight, or I want to be this specific size, whether that's dress size, pants size, you know, whatever clothing size, I want to be a certain size. So these are the pretty much the definitions of of performance-based goals and body composition goals. And then next, we'll talk about why. So why should you set performance-based goals versus body composition goals? And there are a million ways to go about it, but the one that comes to mind for me or the one that resonates with me the most is intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation. So if you aren't familiar with these terms, uh, basically intrinsic motivation is having your motivation come from the source of intrinsically. So intrinsically is just with, just means within yourself, So you're just having that motivation come from within you. So for example, uh, we'll use kind of a parallel of comparing about jobs. 
So let's say that, you know, the job you're doing right now is your dream job. So you find a lot of fulfillment in doing it. You find your life is fulfilled and purposeful from doing this job. So this job is intrinsically motivated for you, motivating for you. Whereas if you had a job that was more extrinsically motivated, maybe it's not so much your dream job, not something that you want to be doing for the long term, not something you find really rewarding and fulfilling um, in your life. And not, it doesn't like truly make you feel like good. But also this job, it, it pays very well, it has very good benefits, and it has all this other stuff that comes along with the job. You know, all your typical job stuff that makes it appealing. And we're and in this case, we're going to call that extrinsically motivated. So if we think about extrinsic, extrinsic just means, you know, not within yourself, just external sources of motivation. So in this case, this job is the reason why you are motivated to do this job or even get this job is all these external or extrinsic factors that make it appealing. And it may not be necessarily be intrinsically motivating, but it is certainly extrinsically motivating enough for you to want to get this job or to want to continue to stay and work this job. And when we kind of go back to fitness, I see a lot of it as like performance-based goals are typically lead typically lead to intrinsic motivation. And although sometimes we might be, it might feel like it's extrinsically motivated. Like obviously, you know aiming for a certain poundage for a lift or aiming to run a mile on a certain time or aiming to, to you know, keep up with your kids at a certain pace uh, when you are like taking care of them as they are growing up. Like this might seem like extrinsic motivation. Like it's not something that you specifically um, are chasing to get. Not something that, you know, it's not something that's tangible and something you can, or rather it is something like tangible that you can get for yourself that's coming from an external source, but really performance-based goals more often than not, when you achieve that goal, it feels very intrinsically motivating because a lot of these things, you once you attain them, you have this very fulfilled um, feeling of accomplishing, some, accomplishing something and it gives you a crazy amount of confidence, which I think ultimately that is one something that's intrinsically motivating. When you build confidence, when you build this esteem, when you build this feeling of fulfillment and actually achieving something that is in itself intrinsically motivating. Whereas when you set more body composition goals, these things can can be intrinsically motivating. Like obviously if you get down to a certain body fat percentage or if you get down to a certain weight, this can be intrinsically motivating if you associate, you know, those numbers with a certain feeling that you had, you know, before or whether you've never been able to get your get to this point in your life and accomplishing it gives you a huge boost in confidence, uh, gives you a huge feeling of reward. This could be intrinsically motivated, motivating, but more often than not, I find that when people chase these body composition goals, it can actually just be extrinsic motivation. Like they think they have in their head that this like unrealistic image that if they achieve this certain body fat percentage or if they achieve this um, goal weight, perhaps that their life is magically going to change. They're going to magically just feel more confident about their body. They're magically just going to, you know, stop wanting more. And then this is like the end goal and this is it. But more often than not, when people achieve this so-called goal body fat percentage or goal um, size or goal weight, they actually 
aren't fulfilled. It wasn't it, the the feelings they get from right was nothing like they um, expected it to be. And this often leads them to even a darker road of either going into way more of an extreme to try and attain more of these goals. Just going to more of an extreme. Like, like let's say you thought that you would be happy at 150 pounds. And once you get down to 150 pounds, you're like, man, I really did not expect to feel this way. I thought I would feel good about my body. I thought I would feel confident. But in reality, once you get down to this weight, you're like, I just want to do more. Like, And so you chase, you're like, okay, I, I'm, I didn't get this feeling that I wanted. Maybe I'll get this feeling if I go down to 140. And then next thing you know, 130. And then you just chase this super unhealthy, unrealistic version of yourself that's never going to, um, that you're never going to attain. And then if you're chasing something that you can't even attain, then you're just setting yourself up for disappointment and you start to form this unhealthy habit or unhealthy relationship with chasing this specific arbitrary number that you've made up for yourself. So I didn't mean to get deep or get dark there, but that that's just a reality. And a lot of this is coming from personal experience. You know, I thought I would be happy at a certain body fat percentage. I thought I would be happy at a certain weight. But, you know, the, the closer I got there, the more I realized it's, it's more of a moving target. It's not something that you kind of just, like, stick your flag down in the ground and you're like, okay, once I get here, I'm going to be totally satisfied. It's more like a moving target. It's more so, like, you're chasing that feeling. Like I said, a lot of the times when we think we want a certain body fat percentage, when we think we want a certain uh, weight, we think that, okay, once we get there, I'm going to be totally happy. But in reality... It's not that it's not that specific number that we're shooting for. It's a specific feeling that we are shooting for. So, yeah, if there is anything to be said, it's a lot of like of what intrinsic motivation or something that you want to achieve intrinsically. It's a lot of the time it's something that you have to work in work within yourself. Like, you know, what feeling am I specifically aiming for in my goals? Am I searching for a specific type of fulfillment or a certain level of confidence? Because more often than not, that's not that thing itself is not going to come from achieving a specific fitness goal, but rather it's going to be the process of trying to achieve that fitness goal that's more than likely going to help you work on that process of developing yourself into getting to that point where you want to be. So... Um, yeah, and obviously I'm not a psychologist by any means. I have no expertise in this field, but this is just something that I've learned through my years of, you know, self-development and also working, you know, in the fitness industry. So, um that's just that's just something to think about. So, now that we now that we have that out of the way, you know, um setting performance-based goals will typically have you feeling better about yourself because you are accomplishing and working on these self-development things rather than tracing some arbitrary target that may or may not lead to you know you feeling better because again sometimes it's just a moving target like that move that target that we feel like we've set for ourselves that we're like okay once we get here i'll be good it's more so a moving target more often than not like we get there and we're like okay we move the target a little bit further because it's not quite what we wanted and then we keep moving it and next thing you know that thing that you thought you wanted to achieve, it's never going to happen or it keeps moving and you're never like quite satisfied or you're never quite close enough to that target. It's always just moving further further away from you. So yeah, um, now that we know why we should set you know 
performance-based goals over body composition goals or, or one over the other. Now, how should we set these things? So instead, like I said, I kind of touched on this a little bit before, but instead of aiming for goals like I want to be an X body fat uh, percentage, I want to be an X amount of pounds, I want to be this size, aim for things like I want to be able to lift, like say 200 pounds of my deadlift, or I want to be able to run a seven-minute mile pace, or I want to be able to keep up with my kids when we're playing. Like I just want to improve my fitness level so I can get to that point. Like these are much better goals because, again, once you get there, it's kind of like you know, 200 pounds is 200 pounds. There's really no moving target. There's no like you get to 200 pounds and like, well, this wasn't what I expected. Maybe I should go for 250. Like it's and it's okay to set to set those goals like once you accomplish them but it's like once you achieve these goals it's pretty much tangible it's right then and there it's in hard uh stone is that the saying yeah it's in it's it's carved in uh, written or written in carves or something that i i i don't even know what i'm talking about at this point but yeah it's written in it's written in stone. I think that's the saying. Yeah, it's written in stone. Like once you've reached that 200 pounds, there's really no like, oh, well, maybe if maybe if I did this or maybe it's like, no, once you reach that, then from there, you can reevaluate and set further goals, further goals down the road. Whereas, you know, you reach a certain body fat percentage or you reach a certain pounds, it's like you get there and you're like, well, this wasn't quite what I thought it'd be. But once you reach 100 pounds, it's like, there's no like wiggle room. There's no guesswork. It's like that is a defined number that you just lifted. So that's why I highly encourage you to set uh, performance-based goals. And you know, other things like I want to be able to run a mile in X amount of time. Like yeah, once you reach that pace, there's really no like like um, wiggle room. Like there's no room for error. That's, that's the phrase I'm looking for. There's no room for error. Once you reach that point, you do reach that point. And then, yeah, another thing, like I said, you, maybe you want to just be able to get fit enough to keep to keep up with your kids and feel good about yourself. Like once it's like once you get to that point, you're like, okay, I, I have this fulfilling goal that's going to lead to like intrinsic motivation and me to have having a, a better relationship with my kids. And like that in itself is like defined like in a way, like there's really no room for error. And the main, something I also wanted to talk about here is that typically aiming for performance-based goals is more objective and then aiming for um, body composition goals is more subjective in a sense because, you know, and, and we see this all the time, especially with like very, like professional bodybuilders or people who are just super into fitness uh, where they might, uh, they might have like body dysmorphia and they might be a certain body fat percentage and uh have a certain size that they are they got to like but every time they look in the mirror they're like wow i really don't like the way i look i feel like i look fat i feel like i'm not big enough i feel like i don't have enough muscle definition whereas you know the average person in the gym might be like wow dude you look amazing you like you you look yeah you look like a model you look like this and then meanwhile that that person doesn't even see it themselves so kind of relating back to this like objective just basically means from the point of view of like not personal opinion it's something that is factual from the objective view of being factual so like once you reach your performance you're like yeah like i said 200 pounds is 200 there's no room for misinterpretation like the, the one person is going to see that amount of weight on the bar and they're gonna be like that's 200 pounds another person be like that's 200 pounds there, there's no like 
someone saying, oh, you know, well, maybe that's 250 or maybe that's like 150. Like, no, that is literally that amount of weight that's on the bar. There's no room for misinterpretation. Whereas, you know, what looks good to one person may look disgusting to another person and to another person, they might look average. So there's really a lot of room for interpretation there. And we, as we know with us as people, like we change our opinions and we change our views on things all the time. So especially when we set this, you know, subjective view of ourselves that we think we're going to accomplish when we get to this size or when we get to this weight or when we get to this body fat percentage, it can literally change like because we set this goal, let's say three months ago, and then now three months later, you get to this goal and you have kind of this different perception of that goal from before. So it's always this moving, it's always this moving target, and it's not quite achieving what you thought you were going to achieve. So this is why another reason why I encourage you to set performance-based goals. And then as far as that goes, um, that's about like it in terms of what I wanted to talk about in depth. And then as far as like final thoughts on setting performance-based goals and body composition goals, uh, one thing I do want to drive home is that typically when you set performance-based goals, it they are very heavily correlated with body composition goals because as we've kind of discussed earlier you know performance-based goals and body composition goals are often the two biggest goals um that are in the health and fitness space like people are typically setting performance-based goals or body composition goals or a combination of two so we know that these two things in terms of health and fitness are very closely related so when you achieve one body composition goal, it's likely it likely leads to a performance ba- performance based goal being achieved, and vice versa. If you achieve a performance based goals, it'll typically lead to a body composition goal, and and just like just with the reasons that I've explained earlier, it's better to set performance based goals uh, than to like set pure body composition goals because of the amount of fulfillment you're gonna get and all that. But we know that especially in the realm of building muscle, like how strong you get is very heavily correlated with how much muscle you're going to get. Like if you think about, you know, the person at your local gym who is able to lift hundreds and hundreds of pounds, like does that person look like they don't lift? Like, no, for the most part, people who are able to lift a ton of weight look like they are able to lift a ton of weight. So these things are very heavily correlated. So if you are chasing some sort of performance-based goal, you're likely going to reach that body composition goal because as the saying goes, form determines function. And this is a saying that I first heard when I was uh, studying anatomy and physiology is that the form of you know your bodily joints, your, your organs and all that, form is more than likely going to determine function. So what something you know looks like is gonna determine how it functions. So obviously when we kind of tie this back, it's more of an opposite um, the way the more I think about it, that it ties back to fitness here in a sense. You know, how you function is more than likely going to determine how you, what your form looks like. So like someone who does the things that is needed to be fit is going to look like someone who is fit. And this kind of ties into forming habit-based goals. And this is something that, a lot of people uh, don't really talk about in the industry. Like we often think like, I want to get to a certain level of aesthetics. I want to lose a certain amount of weight. And really like, it's good to have these goals. Like I said, it's it's not a bad thing. It's good to have these, you know, outcome-based goals. 
but it's even better to form habit-based goals because rather than solely focusing on you know an x number that you're going to get and i know this kind of contradicts everything i've said in the, uh, before in this podcast but you know sometimes uh, we get t- so tied up in chasing these numbers that we often forget like how are we actually going to achieve these numbers like how am i actually going to live lose 50 pounds how am i actually going to get down to 20 percent body fat how am i actually going to deadlift 500 pounds like this stuff does not happen overnight so alternatively how are we actually going to achieve these things and more often than not the solution to this is setting habit-based goals because when you set these habit-based goals it you're not so much focused on the outcome but rather you're focused on what is the journey i need to take in order to achieve that goal so for example let's say you want to lose 50 pounds like it's great that you do want to lose 50 pounds it's great that you want to make a change in your life but how are you actually going to do it and so when you set these habit-based goals you are more likely to accomplish this goal because let's say you want to lose 50 pounds you are actually going to lose 50 pounds by focusing on your calories and making sure you're 80 to 90% consistent. You are going to maintain a high protein intake. You are going to strength train in the gym three to four times a week. You are going to uh, hit 7,000 steps a day. And it's by accomplishing these habits that will get you to your outcome. It's not that one day you woke up and you wanted to lose 50 pounds and you just willed it into existence. No, it's by going on this journey and accomplishing these things that will lead to that outcome. And this is what I mean by setting habit-based goals because it is so much more powerful and it is actually things that are actionable and that things you can actually like take action to do. And if you've listened to my previous podcast, you'll know that I say motivation is bullshit. It's not something that you should be relying on. Taking action is something you should be relying on because taking action ultimately is going to lead to those results and those results are what's going to keep you motivated. Not motivation is going to kick you in the ass one day to take action and then you magically get the results. It's that you have to take action despite whether you have the motivation or not to do it. So yeah, take action, set these habits so that you actually do them and you achieve your goals. So... That's about all I wanted to cover. Thank you so much for joining me and listening listening to um, this little uh, motivational talk I had uh, today. So yeah, that's about everything I wanted to cover. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to apply for my online coaching. Um, I'm going to keep it open until the rest of the month for you podcast peeps. So hit the link in the show notes to apply. But other than that, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to leave a five-star review if you are enjoying this podcast, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to leave a written review uh, if you have specific things that you did enjoy in the podcast or you want to hear more about uh, specific other things that you want me to cover. But other than that, thank you so much for listening again, and I will catch you in the next one.